Hey everybody, welcome to episode 66 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What is up everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast. Coming to you from Kansas City, Missouri, we are a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. My name is Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are back with another preview episode where we go through the movies coming out in the upcoming month, talk about what we've seen in the trailer, what do we like, what do we expect, give it a floor, ceiling kind of thing in terms of where we think it'll bottom out or top out at. I don't know how right we are. It'd be fun to go back and look, but that's what we give you on each movie. Yeah, this is uh, looking at November and seeing what we think the trailers are. <laughs> right. And we try to target the ones that we think we might talk about on the podcast. We usually do a good job of getting to all of them, but oftentimes there's obviously a lot more movies than we could even get to. So there'll be some that you know are coming out in November. The ones I can think off the top of my head, Wreck-It Ralph, The Grinch, Nutcracker, Nobody's Fool. There's a couple others probably sprinkled in there that Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, the Grindelwald movie, the Harry Potter spinoff. So we know those are coming out, but we might see some of them. But I think the only one out of those that I will see is Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, I I don't know how much I'll get sucked. I probably will see Wreck It Ralph. Might get sucked into some other ones as a family movie, but doesn't mean we'll get to podcast about them because we have limited time. But if we see them you'll get a spoiler-free review on our website one way or the other. Yeah. So you'll be covered one way or the other. But for this episode, we are just going to try and target the ones that we're either excited for or that we think we're going to see. So right out the gate on November 2nd, we have Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. The story of Queen and Freddie Mercury. And the biggest problem with this movie coming out of the gate is uh, Brian Singer's attached to it. Yeah, so I, I jotted down a little history about this movie. I'm going to run through it really fast because when you read it or when you hear it, it's going to make you hesitant about the movie. There's no possible <laughs> way it could. So you already mentioned like the biggest red flag is that Brian Singer directed it. Now somebody else also had to step in and direct it, but he's getting full credit for the movie. He's going to be the only one listed as director, but this was a movie that was talked about back in 2010, way back when, and Sasha Baron Cohen was attached to it, which now, having thought about that, that's so weird. I'm not sure I could have taken that seriously. Well, no, nor would you supposed to if he was attached. I, I don't know. And he's so freakishly tall that... It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I can't see him as Freddie Mercury. I can see it in the face a little bit. Just the mustache? Uh, yeah, just the mustache, <laughs> yeah. So after Sasha Baron Cohen kind of dropped out there was talk of ben winshaw who is q in skyfall inspector he's a little you know okay. skinny kind of nerdy british guy which i'm not sure i could see that either around late 2013 dexter fletcher came on board and was named as director but he removed himself the following year then in 2015 there was rumors of sasha baron cohen coming back but also somehow rumors of ben winshaw coming back then in 2016, Brian Singer came on as director, and they cast Rami Malek as Freddy, who has lasted now, and he looks ridiculously good as Freddy, and right. it seems like that all spot on. Yeah, that yep. all worked out for the better. Then in late 2017, filming just stopped because Brian Singer did not come back after Thanksgiving, and he claimed it was because he had family reasons, but there was a lot of rumors that he was clashing with everybody on set, never showing up on time. Him and Rami Malek were going butting heads. 
So then they brought back Dexter Fletcher, who was originally attached to it. And Singer's, like I said, getting full credit. It's a movie produced by Queen. So if you're wondering how real it is, I think it's probably pretty real. But It's definitely their version of it. Their version of it, right. It's not going to be something that paints probably anybody in the band in any kind of bad light. Which, not that it has to do that to be a good movie, but it helps to kind of know what's going on with the movie going into it. And then I feel like we got the first trailer forever ago. I mean, we kind of did. It was May. So you're going on six months. Was it that long ago? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But having said all that, I think it looks really good. And I think this has happened with me and a few other movies in the past where the main actor is better than what the movie is as a whole. And this seems like that's the exact route I feel like it's going. I'm going to walk away thinking he was great as Freddie Mercury. That was incredible. But the movie was just okay. I could see that. And I, I think the appeal of this movie is all the songs. That, oh, of course. That, that, that you want to kind of hear the genesis of all the songs. Yeah. And that's that's where people are going to want to go, and that's what you're going to take away. Uh, I just hope there's a little bit more meat. I just don't know if we're going to get any of that. I got to think Freddie has a pretty crazy Oh, I, I agree. I don't know if we're but I don't know how, how like you said, how crazy we're going to get if yeah. they're trying to keep some things close to the vest. Yeah. So, I don't know. The trailers have looked good. But I agree. like we've talked about with El Royale and a few other movies, that's, you know, <laughs> that doesn't mean a whole lot. Sometimes yeah. it means too much. Sometimes it doesn't mean enough. I mean, I like the 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 genesis of we will, we will rock you. You know, right. I, I like the Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, I, I like them discovering their sound. Uh, I, I like that background stuff. But they also just showed me all of that in the trailer. So yeah. How, how much more of it is it? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to see? So. Yeah. Completely agree. And I'm curious to see how far they're going to go, meaning uh, actually timeline-wise. So are they going to go all the way up until Freddy's death? Are they going to go past Freddy's death? You know, what? I don't think so. I think we get the peak, and then we get a little blurb at the end of what happened. Yeah. I think that's all we get. I don't know. It's so interesting, though, because they experienced such a revival after he died, you know, between Wayne's World and... One of my youngest, not youngest memories, but one of my memories was they did a huge concert um, after Freddie died. And Axl Rose was there. Elton John was there. You know, it was kind of one of those big, huge musical events that at the time, as a kid, I didn't really quite understand what was happening. But in hindsight now, that seems like it'd be pretty cool. Well, Wayne's World definitely introduced them Oh, it yeah. was me to them and to most of the world, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I mean... Our age. Our age, yeah. yeah. I mean, my parents always had the classic rock station on the radio, so I, I always knew who Queen was. And I feel like every human being born after We Will Rock You came out knows We Will Rock You. Like, I feel like and you... We are the champions. As a human, know. like, post that song, you come out of the womb, like, stomping and clapping <laughs> to We Will Rock You. It's somehow embedded in our DNA now that you just know that song. Well, apparently it was in medieval times and a knight's tale. Oh, was it? <laughs> wow. You went way back on that one. Heath Ledger, but, knight's tale uh, reference. I, I don't know why they that doesn't started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but they did do, we will rock you. But it movie. reminds me of like when you see kids at a sporting event on the jumbotron and they start dancing like Saturday night fever. Have you right. ever noticed that? Yeah. Kids know how to do that. I'm like, there's no way you've seen Saturday Night Fever. Oh, no. What is going on? Yeah, why do you know to do that right. to that song? Yeah. And then I think maybe it's because when you hear We Will Rock You, it takes you all of 30 seconds to figure out the beat. Not even 30 seconds. It probably takes like two cycles of the beat for you to figure out, oh, stomp, stomp, clap. Okay, I'm on my I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I can just so keep I, doing that. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird how like infused in human, especially American culture, I'm sure even more over in, in England and stuff. But 
yeah, I, I think that will be cool. I like some of those same scenes that you talked about where they're adding in the operatics and they're swinging a speaker or a microphone side to side. So that'll yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. And just the thought of, I want the crowd to interact with the song. Yeah. You know, like it was intended for that. Right. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, that hits perfectly. It's like, oh yeah, they intended that and they did it and it clearly it, it took off. Right. And still with us. Yeah. Can't I mean, think of how it. much royalties they get just from sporting events. Oh, that's got to be nuts. Uh, I can't even imagine. Genius idea by them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm at a floor of three and a ceiling of four. I'm not too far off. I'm at a floor of two and a half and a ceiling of three and a half. I think I just fit right in there and be okay. Yeah. It, it'll take a lot to get to a four, but I can't see it going above a four. I can't see it being great. I yeah. just... I just can't see it. Yeah, I, again, going back to my original comment, I think I'm going to really have to separate Rami Malek from the movie because I feel like I'm going to want to give him a great performance, an Academy Award nomination. But, wow! But the already well, no, you know what I'm saying. Like it feels like it could be that kind of role because he looks just like Freddie. He walks just like Freddie. You know, yeah. he, he's really, really done well. But you know, the movies could be three, three and a half. It feels like uh, we talked about White Boy Rick. Had that been a better movie, Matthew McConaughey might have got a shot at that. And I'm wondering how that is going to happen in this movie. Like, if it's just an average movie and Rami's awesome, do you you get... Can you win on an average movie? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) So that's Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. So next up, the week after, we have Girl in the Spider's Web. Which is the fourth book. I don't in know. That is it? You know that? Yeah. Okay. Have it, you read them? No. Oh, okay. But they skipped two and three. Okay. Um, but they went to the fourth book. Do they need to go in chronological order? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but, but you, it dro- is. you dropped that nugget on me like like you had read the books and like you knew the no. ins and outs of the series. No, <laughs> okay. not at all. You just wikied it. Uh, no, no. It's uh, I I knew that they have previously made the girl in the dragon tattoo. Uh, and then they made the other two movies with a different actress. And then they, uh, the one that we know with, with Rooney, uh, Mara as Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. And that was done after the first three movies were made and they're British yeah, movies. Right. And so I knew of all those, those three movies. Okay. And this one, I was like, wait, that's not number two. And then I did, did look it up. Uh, and this is the fourth one. Okay. So they just skipped. But I think they're treating it as though it's a, f- I mean, it's a follow-up to the Fincher movie with Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig. Yeah. It doesn't really acknowledge any of those other movies that you're talking about. It, I think I, it is supposed to be a follow-up and maybe kind of like a soft reboot of the whole franchise. I think so. Um, so, I mean, comparing to our Halloween podcast that we did previously, <laughs> it feels like the only two you're supposed to care about in the context of this movie is the David Fincher, Daniel Craig, Rooney Mara one. And then this one. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know how much in those other two books matter. Yeah. And, me to, either. and it could just be sort of like James Bond where you just plug these two characters in and they do whatever they do. Yeah. I think it kind of has that feel to it. It's a little bit anthology ish. I'm sure the books build on each other a little bit more, but yeah, it's got a. It's definitely got a really distinct feel to it, though. I'm just disappointed Rooney's not in this. Yeah, I like Rooney Mara, but I, I like Claire I, Foy. I, I could see, uh, you know, Daniel Craig not coming back, mm-hmm. but for Rooney not to come back, that kind of, that kind of stinks. Yeah, maybe she didn't want to. It's been a while oh, though. I, that was what? No, she, I mean, 2007. I'm probably 
confident that they offered it to her. Yeah. <laughs> so that had to be on her end of. She uh, didn't but she's to. not doing a whole lot right now. Right. So I don't know why she wouldn't, unless it's just the character got too yeah. too real for her. I don't know. Or but just didn't want to do it. It's a kind of a weird back-to-back months for Claire Foy to have First Man, where she plays a 1960s homemaker wife. To, <laughs> to dragon Elizabeth tattoo, yeah. This, yeah, where she's goth, and I don't know if even goth is the right word, but out for revenge, getting vengeance on people who have abused women. Yeah, I I think it looks like it has potential. I I really 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 like the first one. I've only seen it once, but I remember being like, "Wow, that is a really good movie." But David Fincher is really good at making dark good movies, whether it's Zodiac, whether it's Fight Club, whether it's Seven. He's a very good director, so it's hard to follow him up. And this material feels right up his alley. I would not want to be Fede Alvarez, who's done Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake, trying to follow up yeah. David Fincher. And, and that's that's three strikes for me. You have a new, <laughs> new director, new cast. With, yeah. Now, she's a good choice, mm-hmm. but the James Bond role is, I mean, he's basically a nobody right now. Who is that guy? Is who is he? I looked him up and I was like, "Who the hell is that guy?" <laughs> I noticed that um, in the trailer there is a quick, no more than two second shot of Lakeith Stanfield. So I'm curious about that because I liked him in Get Out and I liked him in Sorry to Bother You. But I can't think of who the other person is. Severi Gunnison. Yeah, no idea. Uh, he is in. Things such as you might know him from such films as <laughs> I know him such films as The Circle. Yeah, I saw that, but that's not worth remembering. Not that move, not that circle. Oh, okay. Um, I'm scrolling here. You, I, you've never so we don't know him for anything. Nothing. Okay. His known fours are even okay. N- well, he's got a name that sounds what Nordic, and that's I think where because Stieg Larsson wrote these books. I think he's Swedish. He he is Swedish. Okay. So they're playing to the hometown crowd a little bit. Yeah. And so you, you you take away, I mean, one of your main characters, I think he's a main character in this. I mean, he's main character in the books. Okay. So is a guy I've never heard of and maybe he's great, Okay, but who knows? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so where are you at Florence Ealing on this one? Um, so with the couple strikes, you know, I'm looking at a floor of two, but a ceiling of three and a half. Yeah, I'm close to you on that one. I have a floor of two and a ceiling of four. Basically, it's got a wide variance, right? Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. Even watching the trailer, I'm like, yeah, okay, could be good, could be bad. I I don't have a feel, so I had to give it a a wide berth. A wide berth. Yeah. You're covering all of the stars. (laughs) Right. It could either be a one or a five. I think I wasn't that bad with it, but, you know, (laughs) if it's a one, that would be pretty epic, but. I don't think there's any... It has a better chance of getting a one than a five. I will say that. I agree. Okay. I agree. All right. Next up, that same weekend, we have Overlord, which also had a pretty fun history, right? Like, it was... It's produced by J.J. Abrams, but was rumored to be a Cloverfield franchise movie. Which I think they saw how well the other ones did and ripped that title from it pretty quickly. I think they did, too. I think if Cloverfield Paradox had done well, I don't think they would have had a problem but Cloverfield Paradox was no good. And right. plug, plug, we did that in like episode, I don't even know what. Four. Ten-ish. Yeah. That ballpark was, that it. was early. Yeah. And if you want to hear us talk trash on a really bad movie on <laughs> Netflix, by all means, go find Cloverfield Paradox episode and listen to it. But 
If you've seen it, you know it was no good. If you read about A Quiet Place, you also know that it was rumored to be attached to Cloverfield and its early development, and they passed on that. So yeah. I'm beginning to think the Cloverfield brand is struggling a little we bit. Might, might be done with that. Yeah, which is which is fine. I mean, I'd heard rumors that it was going to try and be like a little Twilight Zone type movie franchise, but I will say 10 Cloverfield Lane is good. Yeah. And Cloverfield is, and 10 Cloverfield Lane are fine. This doesn't feel like it fits in that universe at all, though. No, and I don't think it... I don't think that's what it was going to be. I think it was, think of it like Black Mirror, where they don't all really tie together, but they just have, they're in this. But see, this doesn't even feel like that kind of theme of. No, like, not after seeing dim- the trailer. Dimensions and. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe you could tie that in somehow, yeah. but. I mean, oh, basically we're getting Wolfenstein. Yeah, that that's 100% what I thought was yeah. Wolfenstein. Oh, how could you not? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't look bad, but I, I got to admit, man, I'm like on zombie fatigue. I. Zombies feel so. Is that what this is? Like the I don't. I mean, it gives that feeling, right? Like I don't know if that's entirely. I got more of a genetic mutation creatures. Maybe, but I don't know. I kind of lump all that stuff together. I just after Walking Dead and everything else, how zombies kind of became super like a big fad ten years ago. I'm just really over that kind of feel on anything. So maybe it'll surprise me, and maybe it won't be zombie too zombie ish, but. That's what's holding me back right now. I like the idea of World War II and going over to fight Nazis and you end up coming across some um, whatever this is. Whatever, yeah. Because there was always real-life rumors that the, zo- the zombies, there was always real-life rumors that the Nazis were doing all these occult experiments. I mean, that's kind of what Indiana Jones was Explored, yeah. all about. Yeah. yeah. So it's it could be cool and it could be fun. Um, I haven't heard much about it from any of the festivals or anything, so I'm I'm really flying blind on this one. Yeah, I mean, you have the ultimate evil of Nazis, so the ultimate bad guy that you can you can put into any movie. So it's yeah. very hard to have uh, to, to beat that. So you already got your villain, yeah, you know, set up fine, and so you're there, you're there already that way. And yeah, so I'm already bought in. Like you mentioned, World War II is a great time to develop really anything, you know, because you have good and evil on both sides set up. And then, okay, we're going to introduce some monsters somehow. Let's see, let's see, let's see how that works. <laughs> yeah, what did you think about the music? Did you have flashbacks to uh, Death Wish? Because they play ACDC, <laughs> yeah, Highway to Hell, which was not back in black. Not back but, in black. But still, I kind of had the same thing where I was like, why? Why? Yeah, it's a why. I mean, are you, if you're going for this feel, okay. I mean, that's fine. But it's supposed to be scary, and you play Highway to Hell, and then it makes it feel more grindhouse And you're, And you're in the 40s. Yeah. yeah. And then it's one thing if it's the time frame of highway to sure hell, you know that you want to add that but yeah no i i agree i did not like that at all yeah. i'm hoping that's not in the movie i just think that that's the trailer guy screwing up yeah and you know the other thing i don't understand about this movie because you and i have been pl- planning this one you know because we plan out our episodes ahead of time and originally back when we were planning for october preview i think we thought that this one was going to be out but and i think sometime around like july or august they they moved it from which makes no sense uh, completely agree there's so today's date when we're recording this is october 22nd that's when this movie should drop right well, now today monday well, <laughs> it, well at the very least it should be this coming friday right 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 before, the weekend halloween. before halloween because halloween was stupid enough to have their movie two weeks before halloween because well, then you can catch it both weeks <laughs> sure you know but why punt this to november when the only thing staring at you this coming weekend is johnny english 2 yeah, I mean, don't you lose some of the hype of wanting to see Overlord once Halloween's over? I mean, you're I, not in that mood anymore. Now, now you're on turkey and football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So i I would really love to know why they did that. 
That seems stupid. Um, I'm guessing they got pushed back unintentionally. I I would have I mean, to th- guess th- that's got to be the only reason, right? But you would think that's got to cost them a ton of money from oh, a box sure. office standpoint, because Absolutely. how many people would go see it by default because they're still in Halloween mode? Maybe, maybe you saw Halloween the weekend before, right? Yeah, it's it's a scary movie. Let's go watch it. Right. I mean, think of how many crap movies we saw in high school and college that were scary movies because you know you're dating somebody or you want to go oh, have it's a good Halloween. Time. Let's go see the scary exactly. Movie. Yeah. But now we're sitting on November 9th with. I mean, I just watched Freddie Mercury the weekend before. I'm out of the mode of <laughs> Nazi zombies. Right. Yeah. Terrible decision on their part. I wish I could learn more about that. But I'm still not sold they're zombies. But okay. Zombie-ish. Zombie-ish. Yeah. But Wolfenstein. Maybe. Well, I mean, World War Z is kind of zombie-ish, but it's like rage virus. And I mean, Th- there, those were zombies. And yeah, those were zombies. Look, All zombies are I virus. will say, I think they're probably using dead bodies and reanimating them somehow based on that little... Oh, I assume they were live bodies that they were experimenting on. But if they're but if they kill them in the experiment, they come back to life. That's a zombie. <laughs> okay, well we'll see. We'll see <laughs> yeah. if they die in the experiment. They yeah. cease being human. Does that mean they're dead? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Where are you at on this one? I'm at a floor of a two and a ceiling of a four. Oh, so yeah. I'm, the wide berth range yeah, again. I, I did give a wide berth because I'm now in the horror genre, and so. That's an easier way to get to a four. Yeah, and so I'm hoping some some cool stuff, unexpected. It does this doesn't look stereotypical to me, um, and so that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and I'm at two and three and a half, so not far. We're off pretty right from there. Here. Yeah, I think yep. we just flip flopped on Spider's Web in this one. We just we did. switched off scores. Yep. All right, so moving on uh, to a movie that I think you and I see a little bit differently. I haven't seen your score yet on any of this, so I, I'm I'm going to fly blind into making that comment, but widows on November 16th, directed by Steve McQueen, who has 12 years of slave under his belt, which was a good movie. And then the only other thing I could see that he was even remotely famous for was that movie shame where you got to see Michael Fassbender completely naked. <laughs> yeah. That somehow that's been stuck in my head ever since. Every time I see Shame, I'm like, "Yep, I know that's the one where Fastbender gets naked." I haven't seen it, but I just know of it. I have not even heard of it. So. You haven't? Yeah. No. Well, he plays like a sex addict or something like that. It's like a whole movie about sex. Interesting. Yeah. So if you so ever want to see, see Magneto, yeah, if you ever want to see all of Michael Fastbender, <laughs> that's the movie to do. But so this one is interesting to me because it's written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. And a book that I read over the summer called Dark Places. So she's a very good writer, especially she's a very uh, tight writer, I should say. Her stories don't have a lot of holes that you can poke in them or a lot of fluff in them. She's she's a good writer and she's from Kansas City. So that's pretty cool, too. But it's got a huge cast. Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Cynthia Erivo, Erivo, I think it's Erivo from El Royale, the one who sang all Mm -hmm. the time. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, who... I kept seeing her in the trailer, and I'm like, where do I know her from? And then I had to go IMDb it, and she's the lady in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 who's all gold. Oh, okay. You know who that one yeah. is? Okay, I can't remember. I think I wrote it down. The Sovereign. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, Liam Neeson's. One of the worst parts of that movie, by the way. <laughs> what, where they can they play video games? Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole thing sucks. We don't need to get you on a Guardians Sorry. 2 rant. I'll, I'll, I'll reel it back in. <laughs> so Liam Neeson's, Colin Farrell, <laughs> Neeson's. Robert Duvall, Brian Tyree Henry, who's famous from Atlanta and White Boy Rick, Daniel Kalua from Get Out and Black Panther, and John Bernthal from The Punisher and Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Thank you. It took me a second there. And Wolf of Wall Street and a bunch of other stuff. He, Baby Driver. He's in more stuff than I can think of now. But anyway, point being, huge cast, really good director, really good writer. I'm excited. I'm not as excited. 
Why? It looks it looks like a generic heist movie to me. And I think <laughs> Damn it, it. I got Chappie in my head now. <laughs> Chappie. Chappie. Anytime I hear the word heist, I think of Chappie. Heist. <laughs> heist is a climbs. Heist is a <laughs> <laughs> yep. it, it just it just seems generic to me. Um I think we're gonna get a a lot of the similar repeat quotes that we get already in the trailer. Uh our husband can do it, we can do it. Her husband's one to do this, so we're gonna do this. And it, sure, it, maybe it, I mean it's called widows, so I mean they're gonna lean heavy on the husbands are dead. And we have to finish I mean, this crime. That is the premise that, of the that, whole that, movie. That, it is. Uh, it, ju- it just. Seems... I think you are supposed to lean kind of heavy on the premise. But there, I think just. I hope they don't beat you over the head with it. Sure. And, that, and that's that. When the trailer says it like three times within the trailer, it's like. Yeah, but that's kind of what trailers are supposed to do. Beat you over the head with it? I mean, kind I think of. if you just drop it in there and like once. Yeah, you know, it's, but it's okay. I mean, it I just, think it just seemed. I feel. I hope it's not. I just feel like it's going to be a lot of that. I guess I think trailers are designed to treat people like they're stupid. Hence the reason why they show them 25 times before the movies and show them on TV and repeat the same thing. So I don't really hold that kind of stuff against it. Now, I will agree with you. I I don't expect twists and turns in this movie. What I am more expecting and why I'm excited is because I think he's a good director and I like the writer and it's got a really good cast. So I think what we're going to get is a very good, well-made, tight movie that may not do anything original, but I think it's going to do everything very, very well, if that makes sense. So I don't see it being like a five where it blows you out of the water and is crazy good or you know insanely good, but I think you're going to walk away being like, yeah, okay, that was very well done, and you can appreciate the story. I don't think it'll be full of plot holes or anything like that. And I, I I can agree with that, but you know who else also takes me out of this movie is Michelle Rodriguez. Oh yeah, she's notorious for being terrible uh, Not, or mean, being in bad movies. I guess I I usually like her. Yeah, but she's supposed to be believable as if she doesn't know how to do this. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and when, right. when you only seen her wield you know machine guns and and drive fast cars and you know all. all Basically, her entire filmography. It's not believable that she's going to be this homemaker that, and I don't know if that's her plot line or not, but that, uh, all of a sudden she's going to have to learn how to do this. Like, you're Michelle Rodriguez. You, you know how to pick up a gun and go, and go fight. Well, so I kind of feel like there's, uh, there's four women, right? If I'm thinking about that right. Viola four Davis. Or five, is it? Viola yeah. Davis, the one from Guardians of the Galaxy, Michelle Rodriguez, and Cynthia Erivo. Okay. So when I think back to the trailer, it seems like Viola and. The girl, uh, uh, what is her name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki from Guardians of the Galaxy. Those two seem out of place because Viola seems like she's kind of a homemaker. You yeah. know, and then she, the other girl doesn't know how to go buy guns. But when you see Cynthia, she's like hitting a heavy bag and out running. So she kind of seems like maybe she's got a little bit okay. more experience. Yeah. And then maybe Michelle Rodriguez has a little bit more experience too. They don't really give you anything in the trailer to tell her one way or the other. But I agree. If you... I feel like in Hollywood, if you're writing a screenplay and you go to the casting director and it says, uh, like, rough and tumble Latino lady. But, yeah. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez is always the first name at the top of the list. Right. I mean, SWAT. I mean, just... Oh, I mean, you can go on just, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it, all even those. back to Lost, right? She was in Lost. Was she really? Yeah. She was Anna Lucia, and she got kicked off the show for getting drunk out oh. in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. But... 
Long story short, yes. I mean, she is typecast as she reminds me of a modern day version of a couple of the people from like the eighties, like the the aliens lady who uh, she was Latino and she was the tough. Oh yeah, built. I mean, in, that's in the, the kind the of mech, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of role that Michelle Rodriguez is made for, right? And so I think, and again, I don't know how they're going to use her, but it just seems like they were going for these, you know, four women who didn't know anything about heists. And then all of a sudden have to learn how to make a heist work. Well, yeah, I think I think part of it's going to be they knew what their husbands did and they probably were aware of some of it, but they never executed. And now right. they have to execute. Yeah. And I like the idea that they're, it looks like they're being forced into it. So it's not like this cheesy, oh, our husbands died and we need to do it for them and save our families, all that stuff. We need one to, to live on for, yeah. yeah. But no, this sounds like the drug lord or whoever is coming it is comes them. in and says, this is on you now kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I think Daniel Kaluuya and Brian Tyree Henry look really good in this. So I, Who, I'm who's, who's the bad guy? Well, they make it seem like it's Brian Tyree Henry because he's the one whispering to Viola Davis about how it's all on her now. Okay. And then Kaluuya looks really creepy because he's like, there's that one scene where he gets up in that guy's face in the gym. There's another one where he like waves at him. from. I don't know. He's giving off a pretty cool sinister vibe, I think. So I'm I'm on board. Well... So what'd you give it? Or what do you think your uh, floor is? I have a here? floor of three and a ceiling of four and a half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you're you're going straight reputation on this. What do you mean? Of the director and I mean he's only really made one movie that I've seen that writer. I like, which is Twelve Years a Slave. But yes, I do like the book I read this summer. I do like Gone Girl. And it looks competent, right? It doesn't it, I agree it looks mainstream and it looks kind of predictable. I'm not going into it expecting some big reveal or twist. I'm just expecting Maybe the, I'm going to say this without having thought this through. <laughs> heat, heat, yeah, yeah. I, I every time I watch Heat, I'm like, it's really, really good. It's not a five star movie. It's a very, very solid four star movie. Maybe four and a half, depending on how I'm feeling. Never quite three and a half. Heist movie, all that stuff. Michael Mann used to make really good movies. That's what I feel like this is. Okay, I'm not near as high as you on this. I think this has a floor of a two and a ceiling of a three. Ooh, we're we're Ooh. right we're right in that average ceiling box. of three. Right in that average box. We need to revisit this one. Well, I hope it's better than that. Yeah, I'm just not the trailer. I just don't. I'm not there. We now, need to, now. You make a you make a good point with the the writer of Gone Girl. You know, and the and the director. You know, I'm I'm hoping that they're competent. Yeah, but here we go. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited, and this brings up something that I think would be fun for us to do at the end of the year. Maybe is go back through if we've kept all of our stuff. I guess we could go back and listen to our podcast, but uh, go do a comparison and just see how accurate these preview episodes are. <laughs> yeah, because I think there's sometimes we're pretty spot on, and there's sometimes I think we are way off. We are way off. Yeah. So this one will be interesting to see. All right, let's uh, let's do the last one first. Okay. Yeah, because I forgot what order we had these in. Okay, so we're going to skip around a bit because, well, these are both on the same weekend, same so we're weekend. not really going out of order. Um, and I say the same weekend, but I'm not sure November 21st is even a weekend. It I might it's a Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. right before Thanksgiving. Okay, so yeah, let's do the bad one first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen this trailer so much, and it just does not look good at all. We're talking Robin Hood. Robin Hood, another one. <laughs> yeah, like, you know Universal has to make monster movies every so many years where they lose the property. They lose the rights, yeah. Is that what's happening with Robin Hood? Why do we get so many Robin Hood movies? I don't think Robin Hood 
rights are out there. I think it's one of those that the story is so old that nobody just owns the rights. Okay, because it's kind of like that's how Sherlock Holmes, I think, is getting where after a hundred years or whatever it is, the the character goes into public domain and anybody like, can do. You anything. and I can make a movie without paying any licensing fees on it. Right. Okay. I think I think that's where. But Robin then why is. keep going back to that? Because the Russell Crowe one was not that long ago. There are new interpretations of it. Russell Crowe was a different take on Robin Hood. Okay, fine. But did is this kind of take really needed? It, this it is, is a, super generic. This is an over the top version of Robin Hood. It's so, so if you dumb. thought uh, Prince of Thieves was was tame, <laughs> the, the, this one's coming at you all arrows blazing. I actually thought this was Guy Ritchie because it feels like it should be a Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's no Otto. Bathurst, who hasn't really done anything. Well, he, he just did, and it's Robin Hood, and you're about to uh, yeah. put him on your best directors list because it's just interesting. Yeah, so you know? Taron Edgerton is from Kingsman. He yeah. is Robin of Loxley, and Jamie Foxx is Little John. Okay, whatever. You don't like Ben <laughs> Mendelsohn, but he nope. is the Sheriff of Nottingham, which... Wait. But I will say, you may not like Ben Mendelsohn, but if you're going for a sniveling coward of a little twerp guy as Sheriff of Nottingham, that's Ben Mendelsohn. But why? Why would you do that? It's a new take on it. I don't know. It's a new take. So what? I, ben needs to go away. I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't I, share I, your I hatred know, for Ben. I know you. I don't like him cast in movies. Did you see in the... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you see him in the trailer wearing what looked like Jedi robes? There's this one part where he's wearing all gray, and it looked like Jedi robes, but in all gray, which no, then made me think of Rogue One, and I was lost in the trailer at that point. And then, I mean, Rogue One, he was, he did, no. Well, yeah, he, like I told and you, then, you, you had the same complaints in the Ready Player One episode that we yes. talked about. But my point is, you may not like him, but he's cast perfectly if what you're going for is a guy, a slimy, wormy, weasel guy that you don't like. That's Ben Mendelsohn's typecast. I mean, make the sheriff something else. I mean, you have... Well, you want him to be Alan Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yes. And they're not going to go that route. No, but even more sinister. I mean, so in this one, you have a a different take on Robin Hood as he's an elite opposed to he's a a poor person. So he's actually... Double-crossing everybody. Double-cross, yes, and pretending to be... He's basically Bruce Wayne. Yes. You know, he's pretending to be amongst the snobs and, oh, no Batman, you know, uh, you should arrest him, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, type of thing. And then you over here, you know, being Robin Hood. Uh, so that's kind of, that's a different angle than sure. where they're going. And uh, why Jamie Foxx is in this movie. Why I mean, not? I don't know why he, he would do this. I mean, come on, Jamie. Uh, I mean, Jamie Foxx hasn't been doing much of anything. If it If it wasn't for Baby Driver, he wouldn't have been in anything of significance in the last five years since Annie, the remake of Annie, maybe. Was that after Amazing Spider-Man 2? Uh, it was probably around the same time, and that movie sucks, too. He sucked in that. Yeah. He was cast well, and they sucked. The whole movie the was they, bad. Yeah. I liked him in Baby Driver. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's more what he should be doing. Right. You know, Horrible Bosses 2, you know. Yeah, I don't... Uh, whoever don't... his agent is... <laughs> I, Come I think, on, Jamie. I think he's... You're a better actor than what, what these are. I don't know, man. I think he's... Him and Katie Holmes have both together just fallen off the radar and I think they're happy living where, their life together. Where did she come from? They're, they're together. Are they're, they? They're, yeah, they might be married. I don't know. But they've been together for a while now. And then they both like have careers that have just gone nowhere. And Wow. Yeah. 
Did and, not know that. And then Jamie uh, Dornan, the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey, he's Will Scarlet in this movie, I guess. Which, why even have Will Scarlet? Well, well, I mean, I don't know. We need, just, we need a new take on Will Scarlet. A new take. If you're going to get a new take on everybody, <laughs> you're going to get a new take on Will Scarlet. Maybe he'll be my favorite character. Yeah. I doubt. Can he un- can he unseat Christian Slater? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll don't see, know we'll see who much. the best the best Will Scarlet is. Yeah. All right. So I am at a floor of two and a ceiling of three on this. I'm at a floor of two and a ceiling of two and a half. I don't even. Yeah. Think, I, I, I feel bad giving it. I feel like I'm being arrogant if I give it a half star window. Like I've I've really pegged it. Oh, I think I've pegged this perfectly. Uh, I think you're probably right. I think it'll be there, but I like I I. I Got to give it a little bit of a sliver of hope. Like maybe if it's better than what I it thought. It looks so cheesy. Oh yeah, it, it totally does. From all the camera angles to lots of slow mo, everything. I mean, him training with Jamie Fox was so stupid. Yeah, and just I mean, like I said, if o- over the top is I think the best description of what this is. Even the at first I liked the the poster of him standing in the the group of arrows. You know that you think of trees. Yeah, and then now it's kind of annoying. And then now that I've seen the trailer, I, I don't know. I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of a clever image, you know, yeah. that they're doing. And then now it just bothers me once I, I saw the trailer. I feel like they stopped marketing this. When they first came out with this, I felt like the trailer was everywhere. And then I feel like I didn't see it forever until maybe last weekend or something like that. I, I, just, I guess I feel like they kind of took their foot off the gas. <laughs> Whatever. It's going to be what it is now. Yeah, I think we'll, uh, we'll see it post. Uh post-Halloween time and their November push again. I guess. But yeah, not looking forward to it. All right, so that's Robin Hood. But yeah. now, the the creme de la creme. <laughs> so the, the, the really the only movie that I'm just looking forward to. In November? In November. Yeah. And really for the rest of the year, I think. Uh, I haven't even processed yeah, December I've, yet. I've, I've looked you? at December, and I'm like, okay. nothing is going to get to where this movie is in my head. Okay. And we're talking about Creed Two. Yeah. Which, just, I have no no words. See, I, and I know. You see, you're you're trying to play the safe, hesitant. No, I'm not playing safe and hesitant. There, there's traps. There's booby traps there's set booby. all over this movie. <laughs> all right, let's hear them. Well, the first and the biggest is that Ryan Coogler is gone. He's gone. So, not New only did, not only did he direct the first one, he wrote the first one. The only thing that Sly I think gets credit for in the first one, from a writing perspective, is the characters. But yes. I think Kugler wrote it and directed, and he is gone. Yep. So then you have Stallone, who's writing. Not totally, but he's writing. Right. And he was going to direct, which I was not in favor of. He he quickly removed himself. Yeah, so he removed himself, and now they've brought somebody back in by the name of Stephen Capel Jr., who's done nothing really big. I think the when I looked at his filmography, he did something called The Land, which is kind of... Uh, from what I could gather, a little bit kind of wire-ish, the wire uh, set in Cleveland sort of movie kind of take on stuff. Um, but he's got nothing else going. And I'm afraid that Sly has too much influence in this. <laughs> I don't know if Kugler was attached that we'd be seeing Drago again. Well, I'm okay with the way that they've done it. Well, and so it, you're okay and with, so you're when, okay with the way they did the trailer. Oh, I love the way they did the trailer. Right, but yes. that's no indication of how the movie's going to go. I mean, no, the, 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 <laughs> they're not going to take us all the way to a fight with Drago's son, and we don't know about it from the movie, and we just <laughs> see the Drago on the robe. I mean, they have to do this, and to me, that's the biggest trap. I cannot think of a way in my head 
to do this plot line without it being cheesy and and feeling kind of hamish forced kind of thing. I, I I can't get there. People are better writers than me. It's true. Well, I mean, I I don't think that's going to come out of left field. I don't think it's going to be all overly creative other than this this guy wants to make a name for himself and he sees Creed out there boxing and puts his son out, you know. It's a that's the fight. That's the boxing promoter in you if you know, Drago versus Creed too. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, so that I don't have to leap very far to get to why would Ivan want to have his son fight Creed? Well, I mean, but, that, that makes sense to me. But that's going to be so shallow if that's all it is. Like, oh, Ivan Drago saw that Apollo Creed's son was out there fighting, so his son needs to go fight Apollo Creed. That just seems so flimsy. I feel why like why else would they fight? Well, I know, but that's why I'm saying it. It runs the risk of being super cheesy and super flimsy. I can understand it. Basically, they're going to need to lean on Adonis's side very heavily for why he wants that fight, why he wants redemption, and we know why because Drago killed his father. But we're going to need to feel it, like we felt some of the things in Creed. Because if they go light on any of the feeling or any of the storytelling, it's going to come across super cheesy. Well. Okay, so I'll give credit where credit's due to Trailer Guy. Uh, all of my reservations, knowing that Drago was in it, were taken away by both trailers. And so I was, uh, I'm in, as if I wasn't in already, but I'm I'm in, in, and I have ridiculous expectations for this movie now. That is a dangerous spot, I think, for this movie. <laughs> so, well, I I love what I've seen so far. And so I, I like the, the talks between... You know, Adonis and, and Rocky, uh, between him and his wife, he's got a kid now, him and his mom, you know, everything, everything seems to work. And I hope that Drago gets no more than three lines in this movie. I agree, but aren't you going to want to know, I mean, if they're going to reintroduce Drago, you're going to want to know what's happened to him since the end of the Soviet Union, since the end of the Rocky <laughs> fight. You know, how did his son get involved? Why is his son involved? I mean, you're going to want to know a little bit about that because we're in Creed. You didn't care about anybody that he was fighting. You but care. you can do that with news clips and, you no, know, I, kind of I know, but you're going to run the risk of it feeling really lopsided, right? The, 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 the good thing with Creed was that you didn't care who, who he was fighting. Those guys meant nothing. They could have been anybody in the movie. You just cared about where Adonis came from, how he related to Rocky, his path for his own redemption, his relationship with Tessa. Those are the things you cared about. In this one, though, when you go to reintroduce somebody like Drago, who's existed in the franchise before, you're going to have a lot of questions, especially because he's the guy who killed Adonis's dad, right? So you want to know what what he's been doing. What did he feel after he killed Apollo? There's just, it's not, it's not a necessity, but those are questions that are going to be out there. And I feel like if they don't answer anything about any of the Drago stuff and they just make it about Adonis, it's going to feel weird. Oh, I don't think so at all. Uh, I almost hope they don't go into what Drago's feeling. Like, I don't, I don't want any of that because I don't want, I don't want more screen time for Dolph. I've seen Dolph I know, I agree. Uh, and, And I just, I'm okay with knowing that he was kicked out of boxing or whatever, using steroids, whatever. Uh, I'm okay with but you know just him. hearing that from an ESPN article, you know, or uh, ESPN report. You know him and Rocky are going to say something to each other. Oh, yeah. Well, they already showed face-to-face 
right uh, in, so, in the ring and why is he always wearing hats now <laughs> he's like van damme and kickboxer <laughs> remake <laughs> well why can't stallone take off a hat well have you seen you his know? hair uh, no it, he's wearing a hat it's not that good yeah you're talking about the rambo picks too the rambo a, yeah cowboy he, rambo yes yeah it's like why just take off your hat you're at your ringside take off your hat yeah you know anyway so i got i got sidetracked but it does show that face to face so they're, they're gonna yeah. say something there um i did like rocky saying that guy broke things in me that you know sure. all that stuff I, I love the setup it's uh i don't need more um background on drago i do i do like that it's not for the belt and i think that adonis fights for the belt and that's what puts him in the hospital sure and just gets whooped you know so it's not for the belt the championship of the world he's not at that level uh and maybe that's why this little publicity stunt you know is to get them all paid or or, or get them all noticed or Uh, yeah you know i mean it's more than that to adonis based on the trailer but i think that a driving force of it yeah i i guess my thing is that this seems like the most dangerous plot they could have gone with. They're but it's d- also the plot that you wanted to see. Uh, I, I wanted to see Drago. You give me more Drago. I mean, yeah, but you may not even be getting more Drago. You might just be getting I'm Drago's getting son, Drago. which could be it. Could be stupid. The son angle could be terrible. I mean, it could be. I just feel like it's. There's a chance it's good. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm saying that I am. I am worried. I feel like. Uh, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, where he's trying to spell out Jehovah, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm stepping on these stones of Creed two and hoping that they just don't break as I go. Because Jehovah starts with the nine, right? I, I am worried. I am severely, severely worried. That's because you, you, you treat this franchise, you know, as as your little baby, and you, you wanted to protect it from all these people that come in for just a quick money grab. Well, actually, I'm trying think... to protect it from Stallone. I mean, he wrote Rocky Five, right? Yes. He wrote Rocky Balboa, which isn't bad, but I mean, Sly... I don't know, man. Sly's... He can be really good and he can be really bad, and I never know which Sly we're getting with every movie that we come out with. Well, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And again, maybe it all that all goes to the trailer guy. And they just put all a great song, great, you know, Im- See, imagery, everything. I think if you, if Creed 1 didn't exist, you'd be feeling differently. And my worry with that is sure. that well, I yeah, cause, think... Because then you just have, oh, Apollo Sun versus, oh, Drago sure, Sun. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I don't think it was Stallone that saved Creed. That's fair. I think it was all Coogler. And now we lost him. So I'm worried that there's nobody there with that amount of storytelling or even movie crafting. I mean, Creed is a really well-filmed movie. Everything works in that movie. And I'm just i not sure that the talent is there to, to pick up where it goes. I, I'm hoping that maybe they had him as a consultant or something to say, hey, if we're going down this path, what would you recommend we do with Adonis and Tessa? And how would you bring Drago into this? Now, give us the the outline and we'll try and run with it but i'm i'm really really worried (laughs) so where does that worry get you here oh i i still am at a floor of three and a ceiling of four and a half so i have a really wide range creed was five stars for me i don't i will be shocked if this can get to five stars one because it's a sequel and it's just rare for sequels to be able to hit that same level and creed there's nothing, I don't think there's going to be anything in this movie that touches 
one, the first fight in Creed that's that big long take, which is exceptional filming at its best. Right. And two, the moment where at the end where he's talking to Rocky when he's in the corner and he's like, I've got to prove that I wasn't a mistake. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's freaking great. I mean, it, it's right. arguably one of the best lines in all of the Rocky franchise. Oh, sure. And I don't think that they're going to have the weight in this story to pull that off again. Right. I, I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see. I know. So where are you at then? I'm at a, a ceiling of five. Cause one, it's just a Rocky movie. Right. So. Is there a Rocky movie that you haven't given five stars? Uh, well, probably five isn't five stars. Yeah. Did you give Balboa five stars? Balboa was really good. I enjoy a lot of pieces of Balboa. Yeah, I'm just trying to give everybody listening an idea of your I perspective. I don't remember what I gave Balboa, but it definitely wasn't below a four. Uh, yeah, I don't think you have any Rocky movie below a four. Probably not even Rocky Five. Probably not even Rocky Five. For, I think for, I remember, for quotable lines. <laughs> quotable lines alone <laughs> brings brings Rocky Five. Rocky up. Five is trash, but it's so trashy it's good right but i mean it's not a, like so let's say you gave it four stars it's not a real four well, rocky star movie. four isn't a what you would think a five-star movie would be sure it is it's a five-star movie for <laughs> it's, a, it's a music video it's a long music video <laughs> right. that's awesome yeah yes no but uh yeah so i'm a little biased a little rocky bias sure for for those listening that don't know me that well my wife came down the aisle to the rocky theme right her name's adrian (laughs) it it just fit uh i'm at a floor of four i think i'm gonna like whatever they put out there now again this is why our podcast called two views movies is (laughs) because it it will take two views for me to get to a four if it's trash yeah Uh, because what will happen is my expectations will not match what's on screen that's a given it just won't uh, and then I'll have to see it again for what that movie is. Yeah. And so then, uh, it'll give its four, four and a half, and maybe see, five at that point. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this is how I was and this is how I think you were too, but going into Creed, it was like an afterthought for me. I, I, I wanted to see it because it was Rocky, but I genuinely had no hype. I was like, all right, I'll see it because it's Rocky, but I, I don't even really remember trailers for it. I remember it talking about being in development a long time, and at that time, Michael B. Jordan was still kind of, you know, Fantastic Four-ish. Human Torch, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I I had zero expectations, and I was just floored by it. Um, This is the opposite. This is <laughs> coming off of Creed. A five-star movie. Yeah. Yeah, coming back down the other way. So I guess... Uh, do you agree? Okay, so one, did you? Is that how you remember Creed going into Creed? And uh, I had expectations for it. Um, I was anxious to to see it. It yeah. definitely exceeded expectations. Sure, uh, I wasn't through the moon like I am right now. Yeah, you know, for this one. Uh, but I thought he did a perfect. Yeah, a perfect Creed. Agreed. So, because at first when they announced it, I thought it was, you know, Apollo. Uh, when he was younger uh, Apollo yeah and then uh, they made it his son I was like uh, is that gonna be you know what's that gonna be like then we got Rocky in it and I was like okay I get I get Rocky back yeah and and so I was just like okay let's just see what happens weren't they uh wasn't there rumors that Creed was gonna be a tv show and, and I can't remember if that was before or after the movie came out and Rocky wasn't gonna be in it I don't remember that yeah I remember around the time of Creed Either before or after, there was talk of a TV show, and I don't think that ended up happening, obviously. But So then the other part of the question I would have for you is, I've just vomited all of my concerns with the movie. Do you agree that 
those are fair concerns are that do you have some of those same concerns you're just you think they'll hit the mark or do you think some of them aren't i think warranted? they are i think they are valid concerns not ones that i share okay um i rocky i mean stallone is is stallone and so he gets he gets a longer leash than than some but i know to expect some stallonisms uh in <laughs> right. this movie like i uh the way that he waffles back and forth between smart and Stallone. I think he's I think he's settled into to Rocky's Yeah, I think so too. Who he is. He, he's now. kind of the same in Creed as he is in Balboa. Right. It's it's five that's the real perplexing thing because well, it's, it's four to five. True. Well, because one and two, he's an idiot. I mean, two, he can't even read yeah. cue cards. Yeah. And three, he's an elite smart guy. Right. And that carries over into four. And then five, he is brain damaged. like a meth addict. Right. It's real bad. And then Balboa and Creed, he's sort of this in-between where he's still got his smarts. He's not an idiot. He's not the smartest guy in the world. Right. Street he's, smart kind of right. guy. Yeah. And so, so I don't think he's going to get out of character. <laughs> Oh no! I, I, I think he settled into this, but I don't worry about that. I think they're going to keep Rocky in the background. I mean, they sh yeah. they really should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't trust that if Stallone is having a majority of the writing, that he'll know how to write for Adonis. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And you know, he's been trying to kill off Rocky for God knows how long. So I yeah. can only imagine one of these he's going to pull the trigger. And I oh, mean, he came so close last movie and then backed away from it. Yeah, but maybe this. But see, we've we've seen we've him already in, done that. We've and, seen yeah. him in the ring with Drago in the trailer, right? Right. So unless that fight happens early in the movie, I mean, Rocky's living in this one, right? Yeah. But he tried to kill him in five, right? You know, and so it's uh that's just kind of his thing. He tried to kill Rambo too in First Blood, <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, the book did. They didn't want him to do it though after yeah. test screenings, and so he uh, that kind of. That kind of worries me a little bit, but I'm yeah. not enough to overtake what I think will be uh, just a great all-around experience, which will be a theater experience to hear the music. You know, they're going to cue some of those those emotional mu music tones at the right time, like they do in every Rocky movie. And it gets me every time. I get the chills every time. I don't time. know, man. This is the first time there's been Rocky directors that have no experience with the franchise as far as I can remember. Cause it would have either been Stallone or some of the people that have been affiliated with the franchise over the years. I mean, Coogler was not affiliated right. with it, but, and that turned out pretty well. So it let's a uh, glass half full this All and right. get excited. All right. So floor of four ceiling of five, but we're, safe we're to say that your rating goes down as Dolph's involvement goes up. As Dolph's involvement <laughs> goes up. I just want to see him. I'm fine with him on screen. I don't want him talking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, he did I, look big. Yeah. He, he looked like he filled out. Yeah. Uh, more so than what we've seen him lately, because he kind of got wiry. Like, I can't even... But he looked thick in this. I can't even envision a smart way to introduce them in the movie first. You know, like the first appearance of Drago in the context of... Not like we can just see him off training, but like in the context of Adonis and Rocky. Like, I don't know what that is, right? That, because you know, does Rocky get a phone call? Hey, Drago wants to fight you. Hit him in the crowd watching the fights, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, that yeah. won't happen. God, I hope that doesn't Maybe happen. Maybe in one of Adonis' fights, the big red banner of Drago drops. slowly <laughs> drops down and the Russian anthem comes on. Maybe Rocky lives in a world where the Soviet Union didn't collapse. That's true. We don't know that for certain. Yeah. But then that would like retcon Rocky Four, which would be no good. 
because Rocky brought down the Soviet Union. He did single handedly, right? Because if he that'd can be, change, that'd be great if they like like went head first into that. <laughs> like the newspaper clips that you talk about, it actually yeah, says no, Rocky brought down the Soviet Union and <laughs> yeah. Drago's boxing career, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> both. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, well. Can't wait to come back at the end of November, early December with a, a Creed 2 podcast. That'll be that'll definitely be the highlight of November for sure. I agree. All right. Well, like usual, go out to twoviewsmovies.com to check out the site. You can get a hold of us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com or on Facebook. But the best thing you can do, go to wherever you listen to the podcast at, whether that's iTunes, Android, Google Play, all of the above. Hit subscribe so that the podcasts are automatically downloaded each time we throw out a new episode. You don't have to go chase it down on our website. None of that stuff. It'll just get delivered right to your phone. And then make sure you leave us a rating on iTunes if you can. Five stars, preferably. Leave us a comment (laughs) if you want. But we're definitely looking forward to feedback. Definitely want to keep the show going. And we need some, some input from you guys. So we appreciate everybody listening. And we will catch you next time. 